0: In this episode of More Than a Soundbite, I talked to Chicago news anchor, Jose Sanders. What he loves most about his job? Sharing the good news that Chicagoans are doing. He has some advice for those looking to get featured on any of his segments, Heart and Soul, Chicago Proud, and Celebrating Abilities. Are you a business owner, coach, author, speaker, or expert?
1: Are you serious about moving out of the shadow and into the spotlight? If so, you're in the right place. Learn how to pitch the media to get high-level exposure to grow your business and your cause. So if you're ready to be featured in magazines, radio, podcasts, and on TV, and use your message to make more money, then this is the place for you. Welcome to More Than a Soundbite.
0: Well, today we are talking to a Chicago television icon. He's been sitting behind the anchor desk at ABC7 in Chicago for more than 25 years. And believe it or not, something you don't know, he has the tightest shoe game in Chicago. (laughs) We're talking to television legend Jose Sanders, TV anchor of the leading news station in Chicago. Hey, Jose.
1: Hey, beautiful. You know what? You just make me sound old. (laughs) (laughs) Not
0: old, just seasoned, right? We get better with time.
1: Seasoned. I like that one. I'll take that. (laughs) There
0: you go. That's right. We're seasoned. How you doing? (laughs) I am doing fantastic. I am doing so great. And so glad that you took the time out to talk with us today and just kind of school our audience a little bit. So, you know, we've been talking to different people around the country and Chicago is, you know, home for me now you know, since I've been here more than 25 years, too. And, um, you know, we're just trying to just kind of give people a little foot, a, a peek at what goes on behind the scenes of a television station and how they can kind of use that information to get their own media coverage.
1: Because you and I have been through a lot of that together. A
0: lot, a <laughs> lot. I tell you, I'm, I'm so honored to say that we did. We worked together for almost 20 years. So let's mm-hmm. talk about that. So you okay. you know, your rise to the top in television, you mm-hmm. know, to become one of the most well-known anchors in Chicago. How did you get your start in TV? And did you always know you wanted to be a reporter?
1: Well, as a little kid, I was that little kid who always uh, had a tape recorder. I remember my parents gave me a little tape recorder, and I would go around and, and interview family members, <laughs> and talking wow. to them, as, as, pretending to be a reporter. And then uh, when I couldn't, excuse me, when I couldn't find anybody to interview, I'd make up characters, and I'd be both per, both people interviewing myself. <laughs> and, and I really liked to write, so I wrote for like the for high school newspaper, junior high newspaper, and in college, I uh, both edited the newspaper and was the uh, like news director of the radio station. We didn't even have a broadcasting department at my college, so I would. Uh, put some stuff, uh, I put uh, stuff from the radio station and uh, run it closed circuit to the to, uh, student union. So when people start playing big <laughs> whiz and spades, they had to listen to some news. Oh, that I wow. made up. <laughs> but I go way back and I started with started radio and worked for newspapers and a lot of radio stations, small radio stations. Yeah. I remember my first station that I kind of got an internship that was station in Ashdown, Arkansas, KMLA, Millwood Lake area. So oh, yeah, wow. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of things like that. I, I DJ country, country stations for a while. Really? Anything to get on the air in Arkansas.
0: Wow. Even I didn't know that. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> wow. So the, so you made the jump to TV.
1: Well, it was really weird because for a long time, uh, straight out of college, you know, you know beginning tv radio and all that stuff there's not a lot of money in it and so i thought I, you know i got a job offer to work for the phone company southwestern bell they offered me a management position junior management startup and all that it was good money so i did that straight out of school and uh, did radio stuff on the weekends and uh until finally i got to a point where i was uh I guess just bored. I knew you you want to use what you train for, mm-hmm. and so I would watch the news. This is in Little Rock. Watch the news, and um, I called them up and volunteered to help out on the weekends because you know I had a real job, so I could volunteer and help out. So I would do little things and rip scripts and go out on stories for them, whatever they needed. You know, just uh, I had my I had my employees and my management position during the week, but then I was willing to do anything on the weekends. and Finally I was put together stories and they would check them out and uh, give me tips and one day they aired one of my stories and asked me if i'd rather if I'd like to uh, make the switch and come to work for them wow so i decided I had to make a decision state i had to say, do i want to take this you know tremendous pay cut but luckily i did it was make i was making something like maybe. Not, not even 10000 a year. It was way Whoa. back. Yeah, for real, for real. And it was way more than that phone company. But you could get overtime with the TV station yeah, and, yeah. and uh, all that stuff. So I, I had some frat brothers. And I moved in and stuff. And I said, I wondered about paying my half of the $300 a month. Rent. Oh, my How am I going to pay this? How am I going to pay it? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> but it turned out to be a, a good move. Uh, I was there for about a year, year and a half, and then moved to Dallas. Dallas got a chance to do uh, eventually weekend news in Dallas and moved from Dallas to L.A., L.A., 10 years, and then to Chicago.
0: Wow. Okay. My goodness. So you've been in mm-hmm. the... Uh, LA what number two market, now Chicago number three market. Oh my goodness, that's awesome. So tell us a little bit about about your role at A B C seven.
1: Well now it's rolled into something that I totally unexpected. I do basically good news. Yeah, isn't that great? <laughs> it, uh, it really is after all this, you know, stuff we had to cover and knocking on doors and tragedies and Violence and so forth. Like when I left L.A., I, I was kind of an entertainment reporter, but also a weekend anchor. So we did. Um, I was there for the O.J. trial, the earthquake, mudslides, wildfires—you know, oh, all that stuff. Yeah. That was all in the, the same year I left. Oh so my god! when gosh. I came here, yes, yeah, came here doing the morning uh, routine and the morning reports. We would. I almost call it like a bereavement beat because you're always some tragedy. You're always right. knocking on the door asking for a picture of a loved one. Mm-hmm. So now I've kind of rolled over into uh, a new position, uh, doing Chicago Proud and celebrating abilities. And I look for good news. And that's that is blessing,
0: awesome. Yeah, blessing. that that's mm-hmm. a nice change of pace, right?
1: It sure oh is. Oh, my
0: goodness. So so then how do you find that good news?
1: Well, that's that's interesting. Sometimes i am just... I'm look, always looking, and, and uh, I hear stories. I read about stuff, and sometimes people just call me up and, and tell me things. But a lot of people have stories, but they don't know how to tell the goodness of it. How you know how to present it as a possible new story? For example, yes. I talked to this. I talked to this lady the other day. Uh, she sent me a, a, a news release or a pitch, really, just saying, "Hey, I've opened this new store." And uh, my first question was almost to myself. So right, you know, right, you, exactly. You've you opened a store. What does this mean? Well, I struggled a long time, and I opened the store. Okay, but
2: mm-hmm. wh- what
1: story is that? You know, for me to tell. Now, if she uh, told me that she uh, was, it was the first of its kind store in the neighborhood, you know, uh, or she's going to hire a lot of people from the neighborhood. To, you know, uplift them, elevate everything. There was nothing in there except what it was for her. It was almost like she was. Uh, I thought of me as as a person reading the, the announcements in church you know right. <laughs> <laughs> she has a new store yeah. great but that's not what we do we're storytellers and I'm looking for a story to tell about that not just an announcement of right, it right you know?
0: exactly what is your story What's yeah that's your what story? right I mean I, I tell that to people all the time I mean mm-hmm. it's not about you just being on TV it's about what do you offer to that audience why does who cares and why? why
1: yeah why would somebody else care about what yeah, you've done yeah or what's exactly to
0: you? so you see that a lot from people just saying okay here's what i have here's my store here's my product here's my you know here's what i do but not really saying not really making that connection as to why would you even want to air that would it, why would the audience care
1: Why would anybody care? Why would, what does this relate? How does this relate to somebody else? Is it inspirational to someone? Is it uh, something that's going to uplift someone? Is it going to tell someone else uh, the way, you know, show your journey? What is it other than to pat yourself on the back? Right. And that's not what we do.
0: Now, when that happens, so when somebody reaches out to you and they say, okay, I have this store, then do you take the time to call them back, maybe have a conversation with them, find out, is there a story there? What is the story? Is it something that would fit into, you know, into your beat? Or do you just kind of toss it out like, okay, so you have a store next?
1: You can tell in the first five minutes of a conversation. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of times I do have, you know, I call them back and try to, figure out what's up and talk to them, or, you know, a simple email or something like that to follow up and see if they just don't know how to, you know, tell their story or what their story is. But when it's all me, 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 I, I, then you know that it's a, yeah, that's a red flag to me.
0: Right, right, yeah. And a lot of people have a story. I mean, I know sometimes I'll even have a conversation with somebody, yeah. just a regular old conversation, somebody I might meet somewhere. And even when I'm talking to them, it's like my ears begin to perk up. And I'm like, oh, do you know this could be a great story? And they never even thought about it.
1: They don't know it. And that's what I'm talking about. The people who have the great stories are not out there trying to, you know, Push themselves. This is something that's naturally happening to them organically. Mm -hmm. And you know, and I know, this is a story. And I think so many of our people don't realize that they do have stories Mm -hmm. and that their stories are worth sharing. They just got to present them in the right way or even be open to letting somebody tell their story.
0: Right, right, yeah. Because we're not
1: the enemy. (laughs) I think a lot of people see a camera or something like that and they think 60 minutes or it's an interrogation or it's got to be some. Deep, influential thing. Now, your story is important to somebody.
0: Absolutely. Somebody cares. Yeah and you know and when you have those good stories like, you know when I tell people I work for the news they always say oh well I don't watch the news I mean it's just all deaths and murder and who died and who got shot and I'm like there's lots of good news you guys don't tell any good news I'm like yeah <laughs> I'm
1: like, right how, and how of, we know about it unless do you tell we us about, about, about the good it. news
0: I get that so many so often people say oh well you know you didn't cover XYZ and I'm like well did you tell anybody that that was exactly. happening did you <laughs> contact the media you think that the media is God that they're just all knowing we know everything that's going on and we just chose not to cover it. No, you have to let us know, but there's a way to do that.
1: It's always like it's a conspiracy. The media is always telling negative news. Yes. We're not the media. Exactly. You t- call me. Call yep. me by my name. Exactly. You know, and then let exactly. me know what's going on. There
0: you go. And oh my gosh, yeah, we you know, I try so hard to get people to understand that, you know, that whole thing about the media. like oh my goodness the media is made up of people they're individuals you know who care people who care care. Mm -hmm. that's just it you know it's not just an organization it's not just a company but it's people and people who care and the and you have to make us care about your story so there's a way to tell that story so that other people will care Mm
2: -hmm.
0: oh my goodness yeah that's yeah that's good stuff you guys i hope everybody's taking notes because this is important (laughs) stuff
1: it 's just it 's just reality and realness as opposed to some kind of monolithic concept you know it 's individuals and i mean I love that 's the favorite the favorite thing that I do I mean when people ask me what I love about my job, I love telling people stories, yeah, stories that would not have been told or stories that someone didn 't realize were important. Yeah. But letting letting give somebody a voice. I know that may sound cliche ish, but I don't but care about true. the big event thing, the big event, and being the lead story and its investigations. So I want to tell somebody's story yeah. who's involved in whatever this is. You know, yeah, not just your the story event. Is, you
0: know, I, I read something where they said your story is not for you. Your story is to be shared for somebody else.
1: Isn't that the truth? Isn't that the truth? And the stories are often. I don't know, the small nuggets, the small things Mm -hmm. are important to me, not that whole big picture global thing. How does this affect one person? How does this affect you? Mm -hmm. Tell me what you think. Tell me how you feel. You know, it's not about how they, how us, how do you feel? What do you want to say?
0: Absolutely, yeah, and and that's how we, you know, we have to drill it down. So you said, um, you know, so you said, did you let anybody know? So if somebody has a good story and they think that this might be something that you're interested in, then how do they find
1: you? Email, call, I'm right there. (laughs) Okay. That's
0: how they do it. Okay, Mm -hmm. and and you, you want that. You actually like that. I think a lot of people always think, well, you know, they're busy and I don't want to bother them and, you know,
1: No, the only way to reach out, wherever I I go, uh, if I'm making a speech or talking to a small group or something, I always tell them, reach out. Let me know. How will I know what you're doing? I'm looking, actively looking for good news. Right. And people, like you said before, people complain about their negativity and there's no good news on TV. Give me some. Let me know. There you go. Let me know what you're doing. Let me know what you're proud of. Let me know that you've accomplished something for your community. Not for me, 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 for your publicity, Mm -hmm. but for your community.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I I saw a a post that you did uh, on social media a couple of weeks ago and you know dressed to the nines as always
2: <laughs> and,
0: thank you and you would say i'm out here in these streets looking for good news and i'm like oh my <laughs> gosh that's right i mean there are people who are highlighting the good things that are going on in and around the city of chicago do you do you actually actively look for news on social media? Like, for example, do you ever say, oh, well, today I want to do a story on XYZ? You know, do you have any? Well, you know,
1: I do. You're so, that's such a good point because I have actually a, uh, you know, how you have the save files on Facebook and Mm -hmm. so forth. I have a save file for stories. If I'm I'm reading somebody's post or somebody's talking about something that's going on, and and, uh, I, I actually save them. And sometimes I read people's Stories or read what they're doing and I'll reach out to them because I'm saying this could be a good story and they don't even think about it You know, awesome. And I found some, some really good stories yeah. and made some Good friends and great contacts just through social media.
0: Oh, awesome. Okay. Hope you guys are listening. Social media <laughs> is your friend <laughs> Yes, absolutely And then they may
1: know someone who's doing something. I've actually had some people a good example a Facebook friend just reached out to me yesterday and said, "Hey, I know you've been covering these stories, but I have a friend who lost her parents uh, to the uh, epidemic at, uh, at one of the nursing homes, and she really wants to talk about it. And she gave me her number. Mm. So that was a, you know, a good story, just yeah. that way.
0: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I hear a lot of people, you know, who are now saying, Well all, you know, all the media is covering is.'" You know, the pandemic, that's all I keep hearing is coronavirus, and so nobody, you know, they don't want to hear anything else that's not related to that. Um, I guess my question to you is two parts. Um, How has the coronavirus pandemic affected the way that you do things, the way your station operates?
1: Well, first of all, there's hardly anybody at the station anymore. You know, we're all working remotely. I never would have imagined, and I know you wouldn't either. That you'd be able to produce a newscast from yeah, your home.
0: From home. You know,
1: and I'm doing a story. I did a story that's uh, that's going to air soon. Up to two stories that I didn't leave my house for. I did a Zoom interviews. Uh, they sent me some video. Putting it together now, you know, even doing my voice track from home, not leaving the house. so wow. I wouldn't have ever thought this was was possible. So we're doing those kinds of things. It's affected the news gathering process, right? Of course, none of our, you know. Going to a story, for example, you know how we used to always uh, the reporter and photographer ride together in the news vehicle mm-hmm. To get to that assignment. No, we're separated The right. news truck or news car goes and you drive yourself and you with the mask and this distancing and we have long pole Microphones so that we're not even close to the people or we set up a, a, a Stand a mic stand so they come up to it. So we're not involved with that uh, and also uh, the kinds of stories we're covering is is affecting too because this this thing, pandemic is affecting so many people in so many ways and it's touching all of us. So we're disseminating information primarily. But at one point, my contention is that it becomes an overload for a lot of people. Mm. So that's why I look for some upbeat kinds of things or even related to that overall subject matter. But there's some goodness in this. Like, for example, I did a story the other day about a young guy who is a, he's won a scholarship on the chew and now he's from his home giving ideas, tips and recipes on things you can do to spice up your meal at home since you're stuck at home. Right. So that was a that was a good story, an upbeat kind of story that uh, takes people away from the negativity and the sadness. Right and that Absolutely. says, since you're here, here's something positive you can you can get
0: out of this experience yeah yeah it was funny um i was actually a few minutes late uh coming to the studio today (laughs) to record this podcast and when i got here i told um the podcast administrator uh, why i was late and i said you'll never guess what happened to me on the way to the studio he's like what i said i was actually in a parade. And he's like, what? I'm like, well, it was kind of interesting. I was driving and I saw all these cars all lined up and they had balloons and they had posters and they had flowers and there were people hanging out the windows and waving and honking horns. And I'm thinking, you know, of course, now my journalist hat, I'm like, what is going on? And I'm, I'm following them and they all have these posters that say, happy birthday, Ainsley, you're four, happy birthday. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is a wonderful story. And what they were doing is they basically were driving past this child's house who was having a birthday today. Oh. And of course, because of the pandemic, they couldn't have a party and celebrate all together so all of these people family friends you know everybody got together and they literally had a parade and there were just like all these colorful balloons and everything (laughs) driving down the street making all this noise and i'm going why didn't someone call the media? This would have been such a great story.
1: Oh, wow. And his face, man. that's You can see it. You can see it already. It really was.
0: (laughs) It was so heartwarming. It was Mm. so, I mean, it just made my day. And to see all the neighbors were all out on the lawn and everybody's waving and they're clapping and people were screaming and i was just like oh my gosh what a way to start the day this is amazing and so i'm sure you know even as a four-year-old you recognize it's your birthday and it's a special day and you want to celebrate and so it had to have been heartwarming you know for the kid to see that everybody was able to do that Um,
1: All all for me all
0: for me and i'm like that is a story but you know did anybody send an email to the station and say hey we're doing this today would have been awesome to have had or and even if the crew can't come out then you videotape it, send it to the right. station. send
1: it to people. Let so them we're know. Stuff now. Yes. It is changed. We are using the videos that people Absolutely. take. that's the only way we can get to, to some stories. And one point you, you bring up, which I think is really important right now, this pandemic is actually bringing out the best in people. It
2: is. The best
1: in people. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of a an unexpected side effect of right. it to me yeah. and to a lot of people. And so... It's incumbent upon us, and, and something that I love doing is showing that. Yeah. that it's not only uh, devastating and tragic, but there are good people doing good work and good people doing good things. And uh, sometimes people don't realize their goodness. Let somebody else recognize it, or if, if someone recognizes the goodness in others, let somebody know so we Absolutely. can share that.
0: Yeah, and it inspires other people to do the same thing. You know, Mm -hmm. um, I saw I wish they had done a story on this, but I was on Facebook and one of my Facebook friends was saying that um, she and her daughter had made a poster and they were taking it over to the local hospital to just thank the nurses and the doctors. And then next thing you knew, you know, she put it on Facebook and then somebody else had one and then they formed a whole group and they were like, hey, why don't we all make posters and take them to the hospital? And they put them up on the walls of the hospital. So when you walk in or when the doctors and nurses are even leaving for the day and they just see this whole hallway full of nothing but thank you notes and posters and pictures created by people in their community, just thanking them for their hard work on the front lines. And that has just inspired more and more people to do that. And you know, I mean, the the, the doctors and nurses were literally crying; they were so touched by it.
1: And isn't that a great story that you want to tell? Absolutely, people need to see that. Yeah. we get, we get to give people hope, and that's kind of part of our job too. Yeah, a lot of people when they talk about the media they don't realize that we are individuals that are trying to share good news trying to tell the goodness of what's happening and break up some of the negativity news is what it is there's right there's badness there's tragedy in the news but there's also news in the good things news in positivity and that that's what i love doing is sharing that and right now that's what's needed people need to yeah, share yeah their
0: absolutely stories. yeah so i tell them i'm like if you think that it's you know a story for facebook maybe that's a story for television <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> you, it sure to, is. you know you just have to you know you got to think about it a little bit different way if you think that your facebook friends are interested in this perhaps there are thousands of other people who would be interested in this so you so you know change the way you think about it um, you know and that's how you get visibility and publicity you know it's not just a pat on the back but it's inspiring and motivating, you know, and it, it really, it, you do that and you can change the world.
1: I'm so happy when people realize that too. Some people get it and you know they get it and it's coming from a place of goodness in their heart. Right. They want to share this good news, which is what we all love to do. That's our mission really is to share good things as
0: well. Absolutely. Yeah, it is. I mean, you know, even when you're sharing the tragedy it's about seeing the good that can come from that Uh you know um when i was watching the news this morning and unfortunately we had a second chicago police officer who succumbed to the COVID 19 and one of the things that the mayor said was that his wife said that she would hope that his life would not be in vain that this could be used to encourage people to urge and implore people to stay home, st- save lives. So even yeah. in that tragedy, you know, his death may help prevent hundreds of other deaths. Maybe people will now take this seriously, you know, this, this illness that is literally killing people um, and, you know, and turn it into something good.
1: You know, that sort of reminds me of that story of a barber down in Mississippi who had a beautiful. Uh, barber college and a sh- thriving shop and everything, but when the uh, shutdown happened, he was still doing cuts to his you know, mm-hmm. doing home visits and basement cuts and all this stuff. But when a healthy guy, he passed away, caught yeah. the virus and died. Yeah. And that, in turn, is now uh, letting a lot of other people know that it is real mm-hmm. and having to rethink. I was talking to some barbers the other day people are rethinking what they do because at one point it was like it only affects old people mm-hmm. not us that kind of thing but when you tell those stories and this a man's uh, widow was telling what happened to him and how he was a good guy and did all what he thought was the right things and still got it so that in itself is you know doing some good yeah absolutely in the midst of that tragedy
0: yeah mm-hmm. yeah exactly wow oh my goodness yeah, it, it's very powerful. So it definitely has changed. Um, you know, and then I always tell people, too, that, you know, this, too, shall pass. And when this does pass, there are going to still be opportunities to get your story out there. you know. Even so more so. Even, even more, more because so. Because the way
1: we do it now has changed so much that we're going to be even more accessible to people, I think. Right, I think, I think yes. that barrier is going to be down.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. That's something to keep in mind. So, you know, as we go through these next few weeks, you know, we have to start thinking now, you know, because, you know, it's not like somebody can pitch you today and you're doing the story tomorrow. How far in advance do you start planning when you're doing your stories?
1: It depends on how far advanced advance I know about it, you know. Some things I hear about and I do tomorrow. Some things I hear about and I try to get done today. But, you know, this whole new workflow has changed every single thing.
2: Yeah, yeah. The
1: ability to get a story done, in some ways, it's um, it's uh, impeded by this thing because it's, you know, it takes a lot more to get a story done. But there are some things I'm doing from home, which means I can pick up a phone mm-hmm. and there's a there's a Zoom meeting, there's a story right there. Right, you know?
0: right, exactly. <laughs> so we have to keep that in mind, you know. So you know, everybody out there, you have a story, you know kind of look at it differently how does it help somebody else it's not just about you but what does somebody else get from that story this has been amazing thank you Jose
1: oh thank, thank you, you always you guys are everything. getting it straight
0: from a legend a television legend who took the time out to talk to us so you know we, we're really going to be filing this away for sure
1: well thank you so much and for all the years we've done some really good work together we and I'm have. proud of that Proud we of
0: have, you. we have, so it's awesome. Thank you, my friend. I love you. Love you, too. Take care.
1: You be careful, too. Alrighty. righty. Okay. Bye-bye.
0: <laughs> Bye-bye.